This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Oh, yeah, I'm back, baby. Today is December the 15th, 2021. Descent. Never bored. Solutions over sympathy. Strong hand, like this shirt says. Innovation over interference. Buying over crime. Be a unique beast. Fitting in is overrated. Buying over crying again. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Strong hand. Buy and hold. Have an active mind. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. This is where the big boys play. Have a backbone. I'm offended by selling. Compete, don't complain. Conviction, defiance over compliance. And guess what? Unapologetic. That's what you got to be in life. Unapologetic. Thanks to the people who made this show possible, okay? We need zero more dollars for the next one Bitcoin show. That's this show right now. Eric, you gave a lot. Crypto miner Kevin. Frank Castaldini brought us over the top. You can ask questions with the super chat so we can have another one Bitcoin show soon. We're going to have this week in Bitcoin super spreading Bitcoin 2022. Thanks to our buddies at Bitcoin Magazine. Will be Friday at 3 p.m. Baltimore time. I am not in Baltimore, as most of you know. I'm in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yes, I was here for the tornado. We will talk about that in a second. If you want to send me PayPal, adam at trezorhelp.com or DM me. We can set something up. If you want to sponsor a show, we're going to get into topics. Some of the topics I'm going to talk about a little bit today. I am I am breaking the freaking Bitcoin Inquisition today. I'm talking about topics like the metaverse and like stacks. Like Ethereum flipping in Bitcoin, how that could happen. I mean, I see mathematically, well, there's a few things that it could happen. We're going to talk about that. Don't spaz out, people. Don't spaz out. You know I've got that Bitcoin strong hand since freaking 2013, baby. And you know it's paid off pretty darn well for me. Now, speaking of sweet memories from 2013 and other years, let's talk about 2020 real quick. I forgot. I have so many ideas written down that I have been meaning to share with you guys for so long, but we haven't had a one Bitcoin show for a while. This is a conversation I had with the dude over DM. You can DM me at TechBalt on Twitter. Follow me there, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I was reliving my two Bitcoin purchase uh, back over uh, March the 12th and 13th of 2020 when the whole world was panicking and think the thing in the world is going to end. And I bought two Bitcoin for $10,000 combined and a fan, a great guy of the show who was watching back then. He says, watching you running around and being unafraid was a huge wake up to the panic being overblown. I can honestly say, I don't know how I lived before finding your daily videos, much less afraid with stronger hand conviction. Well, pound that like button, dude. I am proud of the fact that my life didn't change at all. Once everybody started panicking, I was in Los Angeles 
Now, I couldn't get back home for Baltimore for Passover, you know, because of things that were going on in Baltimore. And uh, just, but I I was running every day. I was living my life. I was telling people I'm buying Bitcoin. I'm, I was telling people we're one day closer to a freaking all-time high. There's a day after tomorrow. This is not the end of the world. And guess what? I was 100% right. And because of that, did I become 100% richer? Did I become 200? No, I, I became like five times richer, six times. I don't even know now. It's amazing. Since, since <laughs> no, I mean, we're Bitcoin. No, no, I, I'm 10 times richer, I think. I mean, Bitcoin went down to $5,000. Now it's like $50,000. So yeah, um, I know. Hello, my elite friends. I am bringing you the best guest in the space on Friday, though. 3 p.m. East Coast time. That's Baltimore time. So I have a bunch of stuff written down here randomly. We're going to jump all around. Bear with me. Play this at 2x if you're watching this taped. And again, if you have questions, I've got answers. Um, so let me let me just check if any. Okay. Um, there, uh, I oh, I, I didn't mute this. I am bringing you the Wow, look at that. I, I usually mute that. All right. So Eddie says, uh, Eddie, ask a moronic question. <laughs> He's trolling. He is trolling. I've, I've answered this question many, Eddie, t- many times, Eddie. You are a moron. But, I mean, you're a troll. So, but nice try, though. You almost, you almost slipped it in there, dude. You almost slipped it in there. All right. Um, why don't you learn to video edit or put a tiny bit of effort into your presentation? No, I, I won't because I'm a multimillionaire and I don't have to. That's why if you would like the presentation to be better, you can pay for it. Sponsor a $100 show and it will look a little better. I'll, I'll wear a, a, a suit and tie for you or something like that, okay? But uh, why don't I, I, I invest a, t- I mean, a tiny bit of effort into your presentation? Because I love living my real life. I'm not living my life for you guys. I have a real life. I, I'm traveling all around the United States. I don't put an extra second into this thing. Okay, I don't put an extra because I understand that every moment of my life is important. So I so again, I wasted my breath on that troll, that moron Eddie a second ago. That more I remember that moron Eddie would always talk about the 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 graphs and stuff that he would worship. And I mean, just got I mean, just an impulsive trader, an impulsive trader who's a cuck to some woman in Mexico. I think is that is that the same Eddie? Who's like, oh, I've got a hot wife who was like used material of another man. I mean, this is this is what you brag about that you you pay for another man's children. I mean, this is these are the type. These are the 80 percenters of the world. These are the impulsive people of the world that we deal with on YouTube. So for the other guy, uh, why don't I put an extra still looks and sounds like you're recording on an iPhone four four. Good, good. I'm glad I because the funny thing is this is on my laptop. And I said, I don't, I remember I used to say, I don't have an iPhone. And if you want to, if, and I never paid for an iPhone. I said, so if, if someone wants me to use an iPhone, you get me an iPhone. And the people at CoinBeast pound that like button. That's exactly what they did. So, I mean, if you, that, and I'm going to stick with what I've always, I've always said on this show. If you want something, me to get something for me, you get it for me, you C-U-C-K. You pay for it. You send it to me. The multimillionaire who tells you, who's been telling you to buy and hold all these darn years, okay? So you you could go with your poor little like, oh, make it pretty for the 80 percenters 
or you could be a 20 percenter and just buy and hold and become freaking rich i'm i'm going to tell you what instead of listening to some random c-u-c-k like eddie or this other guy i'm going to continue to follow what i've been doing because it's been pretty darn successful pretty darn successful i'll be later this year um i i told my siblings back in during thanksgiving how freaking wealthy i was they didn't know yet and um i said guess what dudes Disney World, we're taking everybody. It's on me. All expense paid trip to Disney World for my entire family. As my father would have wanted, a blessed memory. As my grandmother would have wanted, as a blessed memory. So all of us who enjoy every moment of our lives, don't worry about this other crap that you're talking about here. We're going to be loving Disney World. I'm going to freaking Disney World, and I'm paying for the whole darn thing, all their food, all the kids. Now, I did say they have to find a way to get down there. I'm not paying for, you know, because some of my siblings are a little whack with you. So should I get on a plane? I mean, not all the Meisters are perfect. They're not like me. They haven't been flying. I've been flying on planes constantly this entire time. Back again, June of uh, June of 2020, I remember. It was, what, it was May 31st I got on the plane, June 1st. Check out the links below the archives um, when I was in LAX. And no one was in LAX. Ah, it's It's brave to travel. By the way. If you think, if you want to see what I did in West Virginia, that is linked to below. That was on my backup channel. Subscribe to that. The backup channel also over there. Um, it was a, it's a 10-minute video. It's linked to below. West Virginia, uh, Huntington was freaking awesome, okay? And I show you that it's not a bunch of hicks there, not a bunch of hateful people. There's great people there, and it's got a lot of potential. It could be the next. So don't believe what you see on the TV. Don't have these red... Red state state stereotypes or whatever. I mean, it's it get out there, but you know, most of you guys are scared to try can't even leave your own houses now. And, and I'm not saying most of, most of the people out there today, they are living in a fake world. And by the way, that's why the metaverse is going to be successful because you've got a tremendous segment of the population who listens to whatever the TV tells them. You should be scared. You should believe every that in, that there's happyflation. Inflation is good. They eat. Up, they're living in a virtual world now. They don't know what the real world's like. So of course they're going to embrace the metaverse. And a, a bunch of you say, "Well, how can they? How will people buy fake real estate in the metaverse? They will look. They believe in this virus. They believe every. They believe this. Um, what's what's this new uh, variation of it called? I don't even know what it's called. It's called moronic. It's called a uh, Omicron or whatever it's called, right? Just because they say they give it a fancy name, everyone gets scared because the media said, and it's not even that it's it hasn't even killed anyone yet. So the eighty percenters believe everything they're told. They will be happy to live in their cubes and experience quote unquote the real life in the metaverse. So we have to accept that it's truth. It is true. That is their reality. The metaverse is their reality. This digital world. They don't go outside like I go outside. Like I go try. I mean, again, you can see me out there in Westford. They're, the last thing they're going to do is leave their East Coast city or their West Coast city and actually travel. They, their traveling will be to this metaverse. So you can keep up. People are saying, well, this metaverse isn't going to take off. Well, you know, Zuckerberg's a liar. Ethereum and Solana are going to do horrible. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, it's real. It's real. You might not like it, but it's real. And just put it in perspective. 
If people are scared to live, leave their houses and they believe every single thing on TV and they believe Elizabeth Warren is a great person and Joe Biden is not senile, of course they're going to believe that the metaverse is real. Of course they're going to believe the NFTs have value. These things have value to these people. It, should they have value logically? One can argue, no, they shouldn't have value at all. But this virtual, virtual NFTs, virtual metaverse, whatever you want to call it, it's real. There are people out there that just, it's a fact. They find value in it. Uh, there's Bitcoin inquisition people that are think, think I'm like preaching a, a hor horrible, like uh, I'm talking like Satan here or something like that, okay? That I, that I should be sent to the inqu inquisition, okay? But guys, it, it's not money. The, the NFTs are not money. Ethereum is not money, okay? But B Bitcoin is the best money around. But here's the thing. If everything gets digitized, that's bigger than digital money. Bitcoin can still be the greatest digital money, whatever you want, to, of all time. It is. It is the best money of all time. All right? But the entire life is bigger than money. These are the metaverse is going to be people's lives. All right? You're going to everything. I know it sounds weird and it makes no sense, but in theory, everything is going to be digitized. Like real estate is going to be digitized. There's going to be fake real estate in the metaverse. There's going to be fake food in the metaverse. All the, Then there's going to be crossover into the real world. You're going to be, I mean, and there's, there's a lot of potential in this NFT stuff. There really is a lot of potential in it. Okay. And, and it's not all make believe, but the 80 percenters believe in make believe. Make believe is their reality. So there, what, what I've just put out there, I've thought about this for a while. I haven't been able to talk about this on the This Week in Bitcoin show because we talk about the, 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 you know, the, the main topics of the week that are in Bitcoin. But I've been meaning to talk about this metaverse stuff for a while. I want to do a show on the metaverse, but you're going to have to pay me $100 to do that. I, again, if someone wants to sponsor a show on the metaverse, I will gladly talk about it for an hour for $100. I've got so many ideas about NFTs about this stacks thing stacks which is it's 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 an altcoin basically but it allows you to build bitcoin nfts and the guy munib um who you should follow on twitter i'm going to tell you some people to follow on twitter that are uh, you know the bitcoin inquisition was destroyed you you got to you have to open your mind people so this stacks guy munib he's a smart guy I know I'm butchering his name. I've contacted him offline and maybe uh, someone over at his uh, outfit um, can get someone on my show to talk about stacks. And if we're going to have a stack show, someone should sponsor. I mean, I'm giving you potential topics for shows that you could sponsor for a hundred dollars. Um, right, right. A stack show, uh, a metaverse show. There was some, something else I had written down there. Um, all right. All right. There's, there's, there's people th threatening me here in the, uh, in the uh, chat, guys, guys, the, the chat is not for threats. It's for, uh, you know, it, send, send the uh, super chats, ask questions. It's not, it's not a threatening place. It is a peaceful place. Again, if you, if you have issues with Bitcoin, Meister, you can do your own show or, or whatever. Um, if you're a C-U-C-K or whatever, I mean, that's your business. I mean, okay. Now, uh, and retweet this right now. We need, this is not the best time to go on. 
And, you know, I, I, you don't need to watch this live. I don't understand. Most people who watch this live just chat back and forth. They don't even pay attention. If you're watching this tape, you're awesome. Play this at 2X. If you're listening at sportsmeister.com to the podcast, that is great that you can listen, that you don't need to see my beautiful freaking face or this shirt. By the way, my my buddies at Coinbeast, they, they are selling shirts now. As I recommended, um, that Be a Unique Beast shirt. It's more than just a saying. It's a, it's a lifestyle, but it's a shirt now also, and I've worn it before. They're, they're selling it over there. Go to coinbeast.com, find, find it out, and uh, find the site and have a great time over there and buy the shirts. Um, all right. I, I like this. This is not a, a Coinbeast shirt, obviously. This is one of my classics. So I've gone off on a tangent here. We have so many topics here. Uh, all right. Let's see. Yeah, people, some people are saying they can call me names. Yes, you can call me names. Sticks and stones may break my nose, but names will never hurt me. And that's the funny thing. There are so many people out there in, in the world today that, that, that words are violence. Words are, trust me, words aren't violence. Just say, say anything you want to say, okay? Um, you know, threat threats aren't nice. Um, you really shouldn't threaten someone. But yeah, you, you can call me names, whatever. Call me a you know a big nose, you know what? Okay, because I am a big nose. You know what? You know what? Pound that light button, baby. I'm proud of this big freaking snaz of mine. All right, now, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, not not everybody can look like Tom Cruise, but some guys can look like Perry Farrell, and some girls are attracted to me because I do look like Perry Farrell. Odd. Anyway, uh, his real name is Perry Bernstein, which, you know, kind of explains why he looks a little bit like me. Now, moving on, let's, uh, <laughs> I've told the Perry, the Perry Farrell uh, stories before, how a woman, women have slept with me because I look like Perry Farrell. Uh, well, at least uh, two, yeah, two, two point, that was some of the reasons they were attracted to me, yeah. Now, moving on, um, and one of them, I, I wish I never slept with, it was, I valued my wealth and women too much. And it was just, uh, and I wasn't even, I wasn't even intoxicated. And I, all right, moving on, moving on, moving on. Where, where, where are we? All right. All right. Where is are we? Um, all right. So we talked about the M NFTs. Uh, and yeah. Oh, oh, Ledin. I, I, I'm so sorry. This, this was delayed here. I, this Bitcoin mortgage thing is very interesting. I mean, I'll do a Bitcoin mortgage show uh, with, with Ledin or something like that. If you want to pay a hundred dollars for that. Okay. Um, and I see no one, no one's done the super chat here. Uh, now, okay. And Mauricio has, of Ledin has been on this show many times. And that's why I have the best guests in this space. The news that just broke before the show, uh, crypto firm Ledin raises $70 million um, for Bitcoin backed mortgages. And I mean, congratulations to Mauricio. I, I reached out to him before the show. Uh, I've had him on the show, what, since 2019, I think he made his debut, and now he's raising $70 million. And it just shows you what you can do in this space, in motion. And go, I, I forgot to link to it below because I'm in a rush. I'm in the middle of my, my meal here. <laughs> I just came back from running through Bowling Green. Uh, you know, I mean, there is serious damage here. This is a disaster area. And the tornado missed where I'm staying by about seven blocks. Um, so I was not hurt. My car was not hurt. Um, the building, I didn't take it seriously. It was two in the morning and I, I get a warning. You get a tornado warning. I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. 
And that was a mistake. I mean, you got to take those things seriously. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not here saying, you know, the, the CUCKs of the world say, well, this is why we got to worry about climate change. No, these things have happened for years. It hasn't changed my opinion at all. We don't have to worry about all the bullshit, the BS uh, of this guy, climate change, blah, blah, blah. These things have always happened. We have more people living uh, in the United States now. Thus, we experience, we, we have more media than we ever had before. So it, it seems like uh, there's disasters all the time, but there's less climate deaths now than ever. Now, 15 people died in this city, and that's unbelievable. And where I had run previously uh, here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I mean, there's parts of it that are destroyed. I, I'm going to debut a video. I, I did video, video, some of it with my phone, my phone that I got for free because of the great guys at Coinbeast. Um, that will be on the backup channel soon when I have some time. I get, watch the, the Huntington, West Virginia show um, because you'll see, uh, you'll, you'll see an Israeli flag I found in, in Huntington, West Virginia. The things you see when you actually travel and don't make up, uh, you know, don't try to blame people. It's, and stereotype people. I think stereotyping is the worst, is the root of so many problems we have in this world today. I am disgusted by stereotyping. Whether you you, you try to, I mean, and not just not just stereotyping. Excuse me, stereotyping is one thing, but um, oh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, scapegoating. I should have said scapegoating and stereotype, but scapegoating is. <laughs> scapegoating is is the root of so many problems in the world today so many people blame red staters or for all their problems and then they stereotype them too and say that they're all haters of people like me when clearly they're not they could care less about people of my religion okay in huntington uh west virginia i'll tell you they've got other things to deal with obviously but uh no the, the scapegoating is disgusting in this world um you know, scapegoating the deny the deniers, blaming all your problems on people that don't take a shot. Blame your only reason you've got problems is because of you, dude. Okay, it's because of you. So fix your own lives. Uh, be your own boss. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. And so we got a guy like Mauricio who's been on the show many times, who's who's gone out there, and you know he's from Venezuela originally. Did he blame all the rich people for Venezuelan's problems like uh, many Venezuelans? Well, no, no, no. He got the heck out of there. He started a great life in Canada. And now he's got – so if you're Canadian, you could do this Bitcoin-backed uh, mortgage thing already, I believe. And supposedly it's coming to America. And you know, you've, you've got a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. You get a million dollars uh, – a uh, million-dollar house. They will give you a million-dollar loan. The letting people, but you got to put up your million dollar house and your million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Um, and it's a two year loan, but it can be renewed over and over. It's very interesting. Um, now, I, I get, you, you know me, c control your own private key, but there's some people that want a house <laughs> and you know where you, you should do this in Huntington, West Virginia. Huntington, West Virginia is a fine place. Sure, there's some opioid uh, problems around. But I get beautiful architecture. All you people in Chicago dealing with all that crime, it, you you sell your place for a million dollars in Chicago. Get out of that cold weather. You go down to uh, Huntington, West Virginia. It's safer. It still might be a little cold, probably, uh, but uh, you downsize at that point. You know, you don't. You get a bigger place for like 
that the, the, the real estate in Huntington was unbelievable. In the, I was in Ritter Park. It was like 100, 100,000, 150,000. That was like the best neighborhood there. Um, you know, you, you see, the problem is if you're in one of these East Coast cities, West Coast cities or Chicago or whatever, dealing with all this nonsense, you've got a, a $600,000 house, you sell it. Well, then, I mean, you can't, to get a cheaper house is is much worse than what you have. You might have to move to a real bad area. You take that 600000 you move to uh, West Virginia, you buy uh, Huntington, 200000 or whatever, you're living like a king. You Then you take some of the rest of it, buy Bitcoin. Four years later, who knows what you could do with that Bitcoin, okay? Or, I mean, take out a loan with... Uh, with letting with it, the opportunities are out there. It's it's amazing the doors that Bitcoin open. And so I praise guys like Mauricio that are doing interesting things with Bitcoin. Under And so again, we go back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It's the best freaking money out there. You could do so much with it. It's going to be worth, it's going to get to that six digit realm. But if the, if this metaverse gets really gigantic, that's bigger than money. That's digitizing the whole world. All right. So that alone, if Ethereum dominates that space, well, then its market cap could be bigger than Bitcoin. It could. Does that take away? Does that make Ethereum better money than Bitcoin? No, it's not money. Does that make Ethereum a better investment than Bitcoin? No, because they could change their monetary policy. A lot could go wrong with Ethereum, okay? A lot. Bitcoin is, I mean, it is a newfangled savings account. This is where you want to be, all right? Four, take it four years at a time, people. Learn the 210,000 block theory. Uh, and I was, I want to go back to uh, this uh, Mauricio thing real quick. Um, okay, I, I, it's... Go to mortgage.ledin.io. I should link to that once the show is over. I'll link to some more things that I, I didn't link to. Um, it's not very, I mean, the only thing linked to below now is the West Virginia thing video. But I will link to some stuff after the show's over. So if you're watching this tape, it will be, uh, it will be there. Sorry, had something, uh, a little bit of sweet potato in the mouth there. <laughs> The other thing about uh, Ethereum, um, when this 2.0 thing happens, okay, when this Ethereum, if they pull it out off in the second quarter or the third quarter or next year, there are a lot of people that aren't using Ethereum now that want to play in this NFT game because the fees are so high. There's a lot of people, and, and the fees are ridiculous um, right now in Ethereum. There are a lot of people holding back. If they solve that fee problem, which they say they're going to do with Ethereum 2.0, there's going to be a rush to get in there and it's going to boost up the price of Ethereum. Now, why is this good for Bitcoin? Andy Hoffman is pointing this out. It appears that the price of Bitcoin follows Ethereum quite a bit. And um, it will get, Ethereum getting to $10,000, Bitcoin will get to 100000 I have talked about this before. I really believe in this psychology of money. We're all, we're, we'll have $100,000 Bitcoin, $10,000 Ethereum, uh, $5 trillion total market cap for cryptocurrency, where 60% of it is made up of Bitcoin plus Ethereum. I tweeted something out about this. Follow me at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I also tweeted out Mauricio 
you follow him. Now, he's a regular guy to follow, a regular Bitcoin guy that the Bitcoin Inquisition wouldn't be opposed to uh, following. But there, there are other guys out there. Um, I, I, hopefully, I, I, will men- I mentioned uh, Munib, who I got a link to uh, once this is over. Now, I'll link to Munib's uh, Twitter below once this is over. Over. Brock Pierce is running for Senate in Vermont. I got to say this. Um, he's not going to win, but uh, he has a better chance of winning a, uh, in Vermont than he did for the presidency. Uh, he's got a lot of money to blow. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we having friends in, uh, in the Senate, in the Congress is not bad. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't like playing the political games. It doesn't hurt Bitcoin, though. It doesn't hurt Bitcoin. And it seems like Elizabeth Warren, who wants to be an enemy of of Bitcoin, okay? I don't like having enemies, all right? I don't like blaming anyone for anything, okay? She's blaming Bitcoin and stable coins for a lot, but it really looks like she's going out after stable coins. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. I hope I'm not skipping anything here. Yes. Let me see. And we talked about uh, Adam at Trezorhelp.com if you want to email me. Oh, yeah. Let, let's do a unit bias. Uh, I was going to make – maybe someone can make this into a a, a, a another video. Edit, edit my video and make this into a smaller video, what I'm about to tell you. The Sheba, the Sheba people out there, you know, it, it – Shiba and Doge people, they succumb to the the unit bias of the world, all right? They think just because it's cheap that it could become the next Bitcoin and they're going to be able to 100x their money, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And we try to say, you know, just stick with the Bitcoin. It's going to go up. uh, And it... You know, what's Shiba? Is Shiba going to be around in three years? All right, but they don't. They don't believe that argument. Okay, they 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 can't they can't think like that. So let me let me let me tell you something here. Dogecoin. Right now, its market cap is twenty three billion dollars. All right, twenty three billion dollars, and it's eighteen cents. All right, eighteen cents. So. Here's a legitimate question. Do they think, or do these Dogecoin people think that it's going to be worth a dollar one day? Well, look, I'm going to be able to 5X. I'm going to 5X so easy. It's going to be a dollar. That means the market cap of Dogecoin would be over $100 billion. All right? There's... There's only, in the history of cryptocurrency as it stands now, only Ethereum and Bitcoin have consistently been over that original Hoffman line of $100 billion, all right? Now, all you have to do is do the simple math with these people, and when they give you why, oh, it's gonna t- it's so easy for it to 10x, you show them, you show them the current, the current, market cap and you 10x it for them and explain to them how it, that 
So if the Dogecoin is going to be worth over a hundred billion dollar market cap, what does that mean for Bitcoin's market cap? I mean, it, it, it it'll be worth uh, five trillion at that point. So you, you better you should have stuck with Bitcoin, okay? If you if you think Bitcoin's going to be worth that much, stick with Bitcoin. But I mean, it get, the story gets even crazier with the Shiba stuff, all right? Or or with Dogecoin. Some of the numbers that they come up with, what they think their Shiba or Dogecoin is going to be worth would mean that their coins would have trillion-dollar market caps. Bitcoin right now, uh, because of all the, the panic over the Fed. I mean, the nonsense is um, under a trillion dollars in market cap. This is, it's such a simple explanation. So you're saying you think your coin is going to have a trillion-dollar market cap. It's not going to have a trillion. If it's going to have a trillion-dollar market, then what is Bitcoin's market cap going to be? All right? So I think that logic will get into some of these people's heads, some, a few, a minority of their heads when we're talking about unit bias. Because a lot of you kind of fall for it too. Like, well, it's easier for something to 10x than than it is for Bitcoin to 10x. Guys, it's not going to 10x if that 10x means its market cap is going to be a trillion dollars or a quadrillion dollars or something like, I mean, it's ridiculous to look at the bigger picture here with the market caps when you're, when you're making all these big predictions about these little unit bias based coins. Okay. And they're, they're, they're a dime a dozen out there. All right. And so, but it's, it's real simple math. What I just, you, you multiply the current market cap by whatever the the the, ten, the X they think it's going to go up by that their the value of their coin is going to go up, and then you see how ridiculous it is, and how unit bias is just an eighty percent or gambling type of thing. Um, all right, moving moving on here. Let's see. We don't have anybody typing in Bitcoin Meister asking the correct questions. All right. Um, Oh, wow, we're seeing uh, people talking about Israel, Israelite money. People are talking about whatever. Be, be a hater, dude. I, I I like my Israelite money. Pound that like button now. Um, Israelite money has been very very good to me. <laughs> All right, now let's uh, let's see here. Uh, oh god, this guy is cursing me here. He looked like a guy is cursing me. Uh, All right. I'm very nice, dude. You you keep on screaming over there, dude. Uh, again, st- sticks and stones can will, will hurt my bones, but uh, na- names will never hurt. Name, names will never hurt me. So yeah, c- call me, carry call me every book name in the book, dude. All right. Um, let me let me see. Let's let's move on with the show. Other topics. There, there was your unit bias thing. Uh. Roger Ver has been missing from Twitter, I noticed, since April. And I'm just, I'm only mentioning it because f- four years ago, if he would have been missing for a, 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 I mean, it would have been a huge deal. Roger Ver, people don't even know who Roger Ver is anymore. <laughs> yeah, all these people involved with the metaverse probably never even heard of him. It just shows you how things that appear big really are small and you can't, overblow things. People who went Bcash crazy back in the day, it passed. So for those of you who keep on 
worrying about what the Fed is going to do, what Elizabeth Warren is going to do, they go to the dustbin of history also, okay? In four years, no one will care about uh, that uh, this week. You see, now, so the Fed made an announcement today that uh, they're, they're not going to have as much stimulus, and Bitcoin went up. Great. It's, just, it's ridiculous that people were even worried about it for a second, that people worry about what Elon Musk says. And I, I, so I point out, you know, what Roger Ver used to say in 2017, it would make the whole crypto world shake. And now he's disappeared from Twitter since April and no one's even mentions it. <laughs> oh, man. Sean Lennon says, um, he, he said something about the metaverse flipping the real world. And um, yeah. For some people, the metaverse is going to flip the real world. There's so many people that are so sad with their real world lives as they bought into the narrative that they should be sick and scared. They've gotten hooked on drugs. So, of course, the metaverse will be more valuable to them than the real world. We're entering this crazy, I mean, it's a golden age. And I urge all of you to experiment in the metaverse don't get stuck in the metaverse. Don't make it your real life. But go ahead and make money off the people that uh, that live there. Uh, understand what it is. I don't think you're doing yourself a service by ignoring it and just saying Bitcoin is sound money. Bitcoin is sound money. Bitcoin is the best money out there. If, if Bitcoin is – and Bitcoin is all those things. And if you have a lot of Bitcoin, then you're going to be in great shape. So you've got time to learn about this metaverse thing, to learn about the, the NFTs and why, why people are getting into this and why people are talking a big game about it and why it is, it, it's going to be big and why it'll help Bitcoin, okay? And it, it, it might bring Bitcoin's value up. I, I brought that up a second ago. But for some people, metaverse is going to flip freaking reality. So... Techball.com. You can watch TCHBALT.com. You can watch all of my old This Week in Bitcoin shows. 90% of the Bitcoin supply has been mined now. Only 10% over the, the future uh, of existence. So, uh, of the, was it, two, I guess, uh, 2.1 million to go or something like that? I mean, that's 10% of uh, 21 million. Whatever the number is, that's going to be spread out over the next hundred some years. Now, what something that, that people ask about is like, well, what happens when their miners won't get a block reward anymore? And we say, well, they'll they'll get uh, miners' fees. Well, who's going to be using uh, paying those expensive miner fees? So let's go back to the stacks thing for a second. This stacks coin which you can build um, Bitcoin NFTs with, all right? So people attack it because they say it's an altcoin. But stacks cannot exist without Bitcoin. It is a, le- it is a parasite on Bitcoin. Now, I, and I like what they're doing over there. Every transaction, the miners of stacks, okay? Every block of of stacks that is mined, they have to have Bitcoin. They have to spend Bitcoin to mine stacks. Do you you understand that? So I think 
that's awesome because they all miners of stacks have to buy Bitcoin. Buying Bitcoin is a good thing for Bitcoin holders. Using Bitcoin is a good thing for Bitcoin. So stacks, its entire existence relies on Bitcoin being used. Okay. So if stacks is to continue, they will have they will be willing to pay all sorts of minor fees on the Bitcoin network in order to mine their stacks. All right. So this this is this is something that people don't talk about very much. They just say, oh, it's a it's an S coin. Why can't they just build something on Bitcoin? Well, they're using Bitcoin. Every all the miners of stacks must have Bitcoin. They must have, and you can get, and that's why we maybe we should have this a show where in, I interviewed the dude or interviewed someone from stacks. But I think if you're gonna have an altcoin, well, first of all, I, I think it should it should be a crypto dividend of Bitcoin. But if it's not gonna be a crypto dividend of Bitcoin, then if its very existence depends on Bitcoin, depends on buying Bitcoin, well, then that's a great thing. Why are we complaining? What, what, why are people, I'm not, why we, why are people, I'm not complaining. I think it's great. I think it's great when people use Bitcoin. They're, they're, they're innovating over there. They are innovating. It's an innovative use case of Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. It, it, it is, it is what it is. And people want these NFT. Now, there, there, there's some people that are saying, well, Bitcoin is only meant for money. It isn't meant for this NFT thing. Is it hurting you that people are experimenting with Bitcoin? Let them do what they're going to do. Let them do what they're going to do. Um, all right. So I talked about the, the, the tornado here in Bowling Green. And yeah, it's, it is crazy that this, 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 I, I was, it happened on Friday night. I'd only been here since Monday and it was lucky. It did not hit me. It, it was that is luck because you cannot, if you see the path of destruction, I mean, it's, it goes down a main road, it jumps into a neighborhood, it jumps back onto the main road, jumps onto another main road. I've been running. I, I just, I just saw it. And the power went out here, not, well, that night. And then the internet went out, like they cut a line, like the day. So I didn't have internet for 36 hours. And thank God that was, that was the biggest problem I had was that I was offline for like 36 hours. Okay. Um, but what I learned later on is that, you know, you shouldn't run under these power lines that are down. I mean, I was careful. I didn't see anything sparking, but I, I, I've been running through some disaster areas, dudes. And I, I'm, I got to hand it to the people here. There's no looting. Literally, I, I just ran by liquor stores. The liquor from the liquor stores has been taken out. It was the, some, when the roof got blown off one of them. And I guess some of the, they, they started taking their inventory out. No one is loot. There are not that many cops around. Um, I ran by a cop, you know, on this road that no cars are supposed to. He just said, he said, howdy to me. That's all he said. You know, people are helping one another. Um, you see all these volunteers. People are very quiet. You know, the day afterwards, it was, it was shocking to see people sitting in front of their houses with their roofs blown off. And they had the look of shock on their face, faces. But people are carrying on with their lives. and And you know, praise to the people here in, um, in, uh, and there's a lot of volunteer organization here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I, I didn't understand 
I mean, it took me 24 hours to, to know the extent of the damage. I thought it had hit other towns in Kentucky worse. And like 15 people died here. 15 people died here. Um, and so take her tornado warnings very seriously, people. Very serious. I did not take it seriously. Um, and it could have cost me an incredible – it could have cost me my life. Who knows? Who knows? So I, I was lucky, and and this is – it's luck of the draw when these natural disasters hits. 120-mile-per-hour winds. You, you cannot make any predict – I mean, you, you just don't know. You just, you just don't know how if you're building strong enough. Now, this building I'm in is an old um, – it's an old industrial building. It's lofts. It's beautiful. So I, I mean, I think in theory it would have done better than some of these houses. But all right. So we talked about the Fed meeting. Um, and again, travel people get. There's so many people on the East Coast and West Coast. They are in mass hysteria, panic prisons, and they think what I'm doing is like reckless. Like, oh, you you're going from one town to another. And yes, I bought a Nissan Versa, black Nissan Versa. Uh, that's been uh, what my car is. Um, and it was, you know, a surreal experience buying it. I mean, it was kind of like buying a chair for me now. <laughs> I write the guy, I, I, you know, they, I have very good credit. And so they, they accepted a personal check. I mean, they did a little bit of background check on me and everything, I guess. Um, but yeah, just like I wrote a check for a little less than $21,000 and it was like, it was like buying a chair for me now. And it's just awesome. Thank God for Bitcoin. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Th I mean, thank God for buy and hold. Uh, you know, thank God I, I stuck to what I believed in, to my principles. Uh, I had a strong hand, like, like the shirt says. So, uh, and so I, I only bought the car to travel across the country. It's not my... It's not going to be my, my main car one day. Um, I'm going to give it to one of my nieces. Or I told uh, my two oldest nieces, uh, they're both 11 now. I said, this is going to be yours. I, this is going to be yours in five years. It's going to be yours in five days. We took some good pictures with them in it. And um, yeah, it's weird. It's strange. <laughs> like, I didn't, I just needed to get a new car. I didn't really put much thought into it. And uh the, the guy I bought it from, he saw my Bitcoin shirt. Uh, he told me he had traded some. I think I mentioned this. He got scammed, though. He got scammed by a hot woman on TikTok that said if he gave her, uh, was it $1,700, she'd be able to, 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 to make money trading it. And uh, he, he shows me the TikTok thing. And like, dude, you got scammed. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't try to... Uh, I didn't try to hide anything, but, and so this is just, I mean, it's cool that my, my car salesman, it, it's sad that he got scammed, but that he knows about cryptocurrency, um, uh, on my dad's yurt site, uh, the rabbi, one of the rabbis at Beth the Phila, <laughs> who I talked to about Bitcoin before, about two years ago, he, he's, he's basically Shiva to me now. So he knows he knows a little bit. He actually has a Coinbase account now. So over time, you know, more and more people are getting into it and uh, they're not necessarily getting into it in the right ways. You know, the, the car salesman getting ripped off, the red eye knowing what Shiba was, but I, he owns some Bitcoin too. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see. And so, uh, again, Paul, a guy, Paul, is in motion. It's linked to below. 
I, I hope I linked to it below a, a, a Christmas story, a Bitcoin Christmas tale. I know some of you guys celebrate Christmas on December 25th. I do not, obviously. <laughs> um, and I don't, I didn't listen to his Christmas. It's, it's an audio book at Amazon. I, I really, I don't have interest. It, it, it doesn't, but I know a lot of you are, are into Scrooge stories and this is like a Scrooge story or something with Bitcoin. And if that's your thing, I know some of you want to get in the Christmas spirit. It's, it's 10 days away, apparently. So Paul is, he's in motion. It shows you in the Bitcoin space, you can make a Christmas Christmas stuff. You can make money off of stories about Bitcoin and Christmas. <laughs> so good job, dude. Uh, audiobooks. Uh, yeah. So in, in the metaverse, you might not like that there's things that people are valuing that you think are worthless. But let me tell you something. Let me. I'll give you something right now that anyone can do. You can be a metaverse consultant. That's how early we are. Simply by teaching people, you charge them 200 bucks and you tell them, you, you say, pay, send me, PayPal me $200, all right? And I will show you how to set up a MetaMask or a Phantom wallet or a Stacks wallet, whatever, or just a regular Bitcoin wallet, all right? And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you some crypto and you leave them like $10 worth of some cryptocurrency in it. That's how early, this is a skill. You're probably laughing your butt off. No, 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 seriously, dude. If you teach some normie how to use MetaMask, they'll, they'll, they'll pay you 200 bucks. I mean, why, why not? They have no clue how to do it. And it's easy. If you know how to send the Bitcoin, if you know how to send Ethereum, you, you can set up a, Meta, Meta, a MetaMask wallet so freaking easily. To us, it's easy. To We are unique beast. We are We've learned this thing. We've taken the time to learn. Most people do not know how to send the Bitcoin. I have said this so many times. Thus, they don't know how to set up a wallet. It is a, it is a legitimate golden age skill. So you can label yourself a, meta, a metaverse consultant just by teaching people how to set up a MetaMask. Or, or, or again, whatever, the, whatever little add-on wallet you put in your browser that lets you do NFT crap all over, okay? All right. It, it's a freaking skill. All right. And then you could tell them your opinion. You could talk to them an hour about the metaverse and your experience with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. There's an idea right there. For, for And that why work with your in, in, in this? The world is going wild now. OK, why work in, in Target or the supermarket or with your hands anymore? If you're in the United States of America, the best freaking country to live in. Just do everything virtual now. If the 80 percenters want to live in the in the virtual world, make money off of them that way, okay? And it's you could work and live wherever you want to. This is about freedom. And all the what, the inflation that's going on right now, the, um, the, 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 the money that might be given out again, the, the UBI, that's just going to make – I think Americans still will be very comfortable. All right. They're not going to rebel because of 10% inflation. They're just going to become more and more dependent on the government. All right. And government programs and voting for people they know are going to quote unquote help them. Do you want to get stuck in that disgusting cycle of dependency? And you know what? I'd say most people say they don't give a darn. All right. They, 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 they'll be like, yeah, whatever. I'll be dependent on the government. But I think there's at least 20% of you out there that don't want to be in that world. 
that don't want to live this normal life anymore. So you have to value, you know, what is fitting in? How, how much do you value fitting in and, you know, sticking it out in a place like Chicago so you can brag to your friends about your million dollar house and sending your kids to these uh, woke schools and, and keeping your office job where you have to do a nine to five and, and, and just abiding by all these rules and, and just, just to fit in, just so you can have these friends and, and, and just so you, you, you know, all these attack vectors, you know, I'm tied down because of my kid's school or I'm tied down because of the condo fees or I'm tied down because of my job. All these things, you can get rid of all of these things. We, the opportunity that's out there now because of the metaverse, because of Bitcoin, because of whatever, it, it's yours for the taking. It's just, do you, people, some people are going to think you're crazy. Most people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to call you names. They're going to call you white suppressed. They're going to call you, but does that matter? It, what matters to you? Fitting in or freedom? And I mean, and, and are, are they going to make fun of you? Oh, you, that person moved to hunt to Huntington, West Virginia. He's, he's a member of the KKK. Obviously I hate him now, and, but that's not reality. Reality is like, you'll be saving so much money. You'll still, you'll be able to work whenever you want to work. All right. That that's part of, you know, rejiggering your life to get, to get out of these shut down cities is you're saving so much money. You can, you have so much more time to do other things, to pursue other interests, to get into other realms and, and, and to, to save and just to just think of to, to reset your life in just a whole new unique beast type of way. But it starts with like, do I need to fit in? Because if you need to fit in, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it at all. Okay. You're going to be stuck in your crime infested Chicago or Baltimore or whatever. And just, you'll grin and bear it and you'll, you'll make other excuses and you'll get your government checks and you'll work for the government, et cetera, et cetera. Now uh, the, and so I believe we are having inflation now it's disgusting, but the funny thing, it doesn't affect people like me at all. Cause I, I mean, I've got everything I need. I mean, it just, it just doesn't, when you're well off, the inflation doesn't affect you. It, it, I mean, it affects the middle class people and the lower class people. And so you, you don't want to be in that. Uh, but most of them are willing to take it because they got their opioids, the TV or, or their real opioids. Uh, they'll have the metaverse soon to calm them down. And in the metaverse, you can have anything. It is limitless in the metaverse, which I think is kind of cool. But you you have to realize it's not reality, but most people won't realize it's not reality. It, it's, you could print as much money there. You could have as much fake food. You could have as much fake real estate and people will be happy with that. They will be happy with that. And, and so we're not going to have hyperinflation. Um, we will have happyflation. Most people will just believe it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I got to pay more for my meat. Oh, life sucks. I'll just do drugs or I'll just go to the metaverse or whatever. And that, that'll be it. Oh, my kids don't, they'll ignore their, they'll ignore everything in the real world and just live in these virtual worlds. And we already see it because they believe whenever the TV tells them to be scared of the latest variant, they are. They just, they eat up every word. So they'll eat up every word that you shouldn't be angry because of inflation. And there's plenty of people that are saying it on the news now. You should you should be, it should be fine. There's, there's worse things. Oh my God, look at the oppression that's going on. And put it in perspective, people. 
in Nigeria, add up the, the, the population of Nigeria, Brazil, and Pakistan. It's way, it's way bigger than the United States. And by the way, in the year 2050, all of those countries alone might, each one, maybe not Brazil, but Pakistan and definitely Nigeria might have more people living in them than the United States. Their money printing is worse than our money. Their inflation is worse than the United States. All right. So as long as a population and the, the United States population is the third highest population on earth. Okay. So we're talking, you add up those three countries, that's close to 700 million people that it is no matter what their, trust me, their governments, maybe Brazil's government could be fixed in theory, but Nigeria and Pakistan, you better believe their governments are going to be more corrupt than the United States for forever. I mean, just forever. That's just the way it is. All right. And thus their financial situation, their any any situation is going to be worse than the United States. So all those people would rather have dollars than their crappy currencies, no matter what, no matter what. So that alone props up the dollar. Now, so if you're watching this in one of those countries, get Bitcoin, get out of those horrible, you, you know, you know, English, you should get a job in this metaverse. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Those people, the logical people in Pakistan that understand their financial fate and how horrible it is to live there, they would give their left, you know what, to come to the United States to clean toilets and get paid $15 an hour or whatever it is now, okay? And that's no insult to them. We, and I, I believe in immigration to the United States, okay? You, you vet them first, you make sure, you know, they're not bad people. But you let them in here. We, as the natives, could live like you know how they live in Dubai. People in Dubai live like kings, and people from Pakistan come there to to to, to do slave labor or, or hardcore work. I mean, and they and the the the, the I mean the way that they're living there. Um, it, it's the standard of living of the wealthy or, or, or the upper upper middle class. Is great. We could have the same thing here if we let all the Mexicans come in and all these all, all these immigrants come in. They are willing to do all our grunt work now. All of it. All of the grunt work could be done in the United States. We don't have enough people to do it right now. You see what's going on, and the rest of us could all be in in with with our technical skills that we have. We would be doing the technical, the metaverse economy, the digital economy, and all the immigrants do the the, the clean the toilets and do all that stuff. And they'd be happy, and it'd be a much better life for all of them than suffering in Pakistan and Nigeria or the favelas of Brazil. Okay, and and, and so so um, if you know English and you're in one of those countries right now, get into the metaverse. You 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 don't have to clean our toilets. Okay, you you can learn these technical skills. I'm not saying they can't learn technical skills, but th th there are some limitations here and, and whatnot. Some people are just not willing to do it. We have this great opportunity here. We are the center of cryptocurrency. We're the center of Bitcoin. We're the center of the metaverse. All the innovation is being done. So much innovation, not all the innovation, is being done in the United States of America in the Western world. And it just to, to tie it all up here, that this is why the dollar will remain short. Sure, it's going to get in. You don't want to value your wealth in dollars, okay? You don't want to save in dollars. You need to turn your dollars into real assets, 
But here in the United States, we have exposure to all the best assets possible, the best real estate possible. Um, Bitcoin is the best asset of all time. Okay. Um, these people in these other countries, they, they can't get their hand. They can get their hands on Bitcoin and they really should. They don't know. But, but uh, you know, you don't want to get, you don't have real estate in Pakistan, my Lord. All right. So, uh, and I, I had all this other stuff written down about this, but I don't know if you want to call this my Nigeria theory, my Nigeria, my Nigeria, Brazil, Pakistan theory, whatever it is, as long as those countries exist. Okay. Um, and their populations are much greater than ours, you know, combined. Um, the dollar will be, it's not hyperinflating. Don't hold your breath. Don't, again, Bitcoin's success does not depend on the dollar hyperinflate. Now, their currencies, I, I, again, I would not want whatever the Pakistani currency is. Oh, my Lord. The Nigerian Naria, I think it's called. I've been ragging on that thing since 2015. Check out the archives, all right? Dude, you, you, should, you shouldn't have a bank account in those things. Get into dollars if you can. Uh, and, and they will. That's the thing. That's the thing they know best. And the, the brand, that and this, this supports the brand called the dollar. The USD is a brand, all right? Just like these NFTs are, are brands and stuff that people worship. People want to be branded. And the, I, this is, I know this is going to be weird to say, the United States dollar now has intrinsic value based on its, um, based on its brand. You know, I mean, it is something that's worshipped and looked at. It has its, I know it's just a bunch of paper, but it has some value, but it's so much better than all this other stuff. Ask anybody in the world, what in these third world countries, what would you rather have? A dollar or their Nigerian currency or the Brazilian real? They're all going to say the dollar. All, all, all. Okay. So this is one reason that Elizabeth Warren and her ilk don't like stable coins and don't like um, Tether because Tether is infringing on the dollar's brand. They can literally say they're worth a dollar and that means something because the dollar is a brand. So they can print money out of thin air. If you can, you can print dollars out of thin air because the brand means that much, okay? It, it really does mean that much. Um, in this world. And again, the tether, tether is better than the United States dollar. It, it, you don't have to rely on banks for it. It just go, goes around that entire, we're not going to get into that right now. But the, the, the dollar has some underlying value now uh, based on its history and based on all the insanity, all the other economic regimes are, are uh, partaking in all over this planet. Uh, I mean, and those three countries are just uh, three that have high populations that I decide to focus on. Uh, but you can see the logic in focusing on, on those three because people do say, oh, they're, they're such developing countries, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, on, the, they're on the way up. Yeah, their inflation is worth, worse than the United States. That's a fact. All of them. All of them have double-digit inflation right now. Nigeria, Pakistan, and uh, Brazil. Now, um, but the term big tech monopoly, uh, there's no such thing as that, guys. Um, if someone uses that a lot, you have to question. It's a warning sign. All right. They could be statist in some way because they want to break up the big tech monopolies. It's to have a monopoly. You have to be, it has to be granted by the United States, by, by the country. Okay. You could start a competitor to all of them. Their competitors, to Facebook, their competitors, to YouTube. You might be watching this on BitChute right now. It's not a monopoly. All right. 
And I'll tell you what a monopoly was. Uh, back in, there was a time, the only way you could buy domain names was through network solutions. The United States of America granted a company called Network Solutions. It was the only country, the only company where you could buy domain names from. So it, it cost like, a, I don't know, $80, $120 or something like that to buy it through Network Solutions. That was a government, the, the, the government grants you monopoly. Network Solutions was granted a monopoly on selling domain names. That is a tech monopoly. There's nothing comparable to that now. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So that, and that was broken up. Well, the, 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 well, the United States allowed other companies to sell domain names. That was, and then that was it. That, that's how it, competition uh, came about. So compete, don't complain. We're talking about uh, politicians. I don't know if I shared this yet. Shutdownsherman.com. Brad Sherman's a guy from California. They say they're uh, an anti-Sherman pack of some sort. And uh, I just wanted to, if you want to go to shutdownsherman.com, go to shut. I don't know how legitimate it is. Um, he he wants to be an enemy of Bitcoin. I That's his uh, thing. Punk6529 is a, so if you want to learn about NFTs and metaverse and all that stuff, Punk6529, I'll link to that eventually below also. That's some of the thought that Bitcoin Inquisition people won't want you to follow on Twitter. You could, I've learned a lot from this punk 6529 person. All right. So we talked about, and Muneeb is M-U-N-E-E-B. M-U-N-E-E-B. Follow him on Twitter. He's the stacks guy. And he said, the counter argument is Bitcoin doesn't need anything. Uh, it'll win a decent as decentralized money. Sure, that's a thesis, and I agree with that thesis as well. But what's the harm in building decentralized use cases for Bitcoin? The project is the number one in is in the number one spot and should never become complacent. I, I mean, I agree. What is the harm on, on, on building things on Bitcoin? Um, and yes, so st- stacks might be pie. It's the answer to, uh, well, who's going to pay the the Bitcoin fees, uh, the miners' fees, when there's no more uh, uh, mining reward? There you go. All right. Let's see what else we have here. All right. Uh, With this NFT, one of the problems I have with the NFTs right now is that uh, they, they rely on third parties in order to view them. There needs to be, and this is something for someone to do out there, whether it be Bitcoin NFTs or whatever type of NFT you're, you're doing, um, create a neutral browser that allows you to look at any NFT without it being censored. And, and this is the true test, you know, because that Coinbase is smart. They're doing the, all this, they're going to do a social media NFT type of thing. But if you create an NFT with a swastika, will it be censored by Coinbase? Of course it will. Of course it will. So that, that's, I call it the swastika test. If you can create an NFT that has a swastika in it, and I'm not saying it's supporting that type of thing, because I'm not a supporter of the people who support that horrible uh, uh, ideology. May it, may it be cursed forever. Um, but some people put swastikas in uh, stuff, in, in, in art that uh, is ripping on, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the medical tyranny that's going on right now. But, but of course, it'll get censored on, on some of these third parties. Once we have a browser 
uh, or an NFT browser that just, it doesn't matter. It allows you to see stuff like that, that, that it's, so it's a swastika test and, and we're not there yet. So someone create a, some open source browser that allows you to see any, any NFT and makes it really easy to create an NFT because it's not easy to create an NFT yet. And NFTs are way beyond art. They are about branding and marketing. It's stuff that I'm very interested in. And this is stuff I could talk about in another show if you want to pay $100 for uh, another uh, for a show about NFTs or, I, I, or, or whatever. about stat. I mentioned the, the possible topics here. Uh, and I, I'll save this for another time. The topic is we're running late. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Coinbase links uh, him to a new promotional deal. And I got to say, um, there are all these people that are saying that, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, it's about white supremacy or whatever. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I have to tell you that some of these marketing deals uh, that have been done with uh, NBA arenas, now with Kevin uh, Durant, it, it shows you some of the statistics that some of you already might know, that there are many black people uh, and minorities uh, people that you might not think that are in the cryptocurrency already. So, I mean, Kevin Durant is a guy, is an NBA star. And I, I think there's some appeal uh, in the African-American community. And it, it, it's clear that they're, they're, they're not, they're not just reaching out to, uh, you know, white techie bros or whatever you want to call, insult us as. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah, pay whoever whoever you want to be your sponsor. Be your sponsor. I don't I don't care who you pay to be your, your marketing man. But I, I find it interesting that I, Kevin Durant, uh, because he's not the most well known person. If if you don't know about the NBA, if you're if, if you're not a fan of sports, I mean, like how many uh how many screaming Karens know who Kevin Durant is? No one. No, <laughs> in suburbia. I mean, the, the people that are going to know Kevin Durant. I mean. I mean, I think a lot of black guys will that like the NBA. I mean, some white guys that like the NBA and everything. There's a lot of crossover between guys who gamble on sports and uh, guys who trade cryptocurrency. There is. It's a, it's a similar mentality. If you're gambling on sports, you're gambling on. And so I don't I don't recommend gambling on sports. And I definitely I, I don't recommend uh, trading any cryptocurrency at all. Use Bitcoin as your savings account. And then these other things that come, this metaverse stuff, learn about it, learn how you can make money off of it. Um, you know, turn some of your salary into Bitcoin right now. Uh, my God. I talked about work, working in the metaverse here. Uh, okay. So, so I, I, and I, I, again, I want to stress this metaverse, NFTs, it's not money. Bitcoin is money, but it's not going away either, guys. It is not going away. It is nothing to fear. Remember, this is, and, and this, you know, this is, uh, be a doer, okay? And there's going to be so many people out there now that are stuck in happyflation and whatever they're told, you know, just take your government check, wait for you, your UBI. There is very little money in the grievance industry. Okay, for all you people who, who complain and don't compete, but tech get teach yourself some basic tech skills. The world is your freaking oyster, all right? And just don't be scared. Don't and you know, there's fitting in the Bitcoin world, there, there's pressure to fit in also. Be a unique beast, be an individual, 
research some of this stuff, this, this, this stack stuff, this metaverse stuff, because they're not threats to Bitcoin. They're not threats to you. There's nothing to fear. You rid your life of fear, whether it be in the, the real world or in your financial world. I can't stress that enough because this the whole Bitcoin inquisition is based around fear and based around, you know, calling Ethereum a scam. It's not a, how can people still call Ethereum a scam? I, I don't get it. I mean, it's not a competition between the two. And the fact is Ethereum, if, if, the, if the metaverse is as big as some people dream, the price of Ethereum is going to soar and that will bring up the price of Bitcoin also. That will only help the price of Bitcoin. For all of you who are wishing Ethereum 2.0 to fail in Q2 or Q3 of next year, I want it to succeed like a mofo because it will help bring up the price of Bitcoin. Now that other things are going to bring up the price. Any, anything that brings up the price of Bitcoin, I'm cool with. Whatever, dude. That's great. It's not, it's not hurting me. Um, and again, tech, tech has been making money this entire time since March of 2020. If you've been involved in Bitcoin and technology and all the thing that everyone is envious of right now, you're doing really well. Grievance industry, being scared, medical stuff. No, it, it, it hasn't been, you know, you're in a hole. All right. Oh yeah. I, I, Muneeb, I listed in that, uh. That other guy with the numbers, I, I will. They, those are forbidden people to follow on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I, I can only say this: there are a lot of you guys involved in social media right now. You can transition to the metaverse. I've always said I never liked the term um, attention economy, but if you've got real estate in the attention economy, whether it be Twitter or whatever, if you write things, you know, don't don't pass up the opportunity. See how you can monetize it. See, I post all my stuff on Hive still, Hive and Steam. If you're writing stuff, just put it over there. If you're tweeting stuff, put it over there and tell me. I'll upvote you. you don't throw away free money. You earn this freaking Hive stuff, you turn into Bitcoin, all right? It's the same as – it's it, and it's really easy to do, by the way. It, it, you know, mention Hive. I know this is a, a tangent, but block, block trades – it's an easy way to turn that free hive, never again, never buy what you get for free, into Bitcoin with block trades. It's it's so freaking simple. All right. Um, so yeah, we mentioned DeFi. I, I, we mentioned Elizabeth Warren saying DeFi is one of the shadiest parts of crypto. It actually is one of the shadiest parts of crypto, probably, but who cares? I mean, there's all sorts of this is where the big boys play. We don't need you to protect us. She says, Elizabeth Warren, okay, um, Senator Elizabeth Warren demands more regulation for DeFi, specifically stable coins, arguing that it poses risk to consumers. Oh, whatever. You're just power hungry. Uh, let, this is where the big boys play. If they're risk, let them figure it out on their own. If they don't want risk, you go to Bitcoin. If you want risk, then go to DeFi and gambling on ridiculous uh, altcoins and all this stuff that's out there, okay? All right, I think that is it. Wow, did this run really long? Let me see if any more of you had questions. Oh, Paul Samuelson said the nine ninety nine. Thank you, Paul. And uh, I hope you you know you celebrate a different holiday than I do, Paul. Um, thank you for supporting the show. 
and I, people check out his thing. He says, thank you for mentioning my Bitcoin Christmas story, the Scrooge of Bitcoin in your last show and today. Really appreciate it. You're awesome. Strong hands. Well, Paul, you're a good guy. And I, I'm glad you don't take it personally that I don't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Christmas or whatever. It's, it's not my thing. And uh, we, we can both be very professional dudes. And you can believe in what you believe in. I believe in what I believe in. I think that's really awesome. I think that I think that it is really awesome. Um, let me see if we have any other. Uh, Web Cities says, Bitcoin Meister, awesome show today. Well, dude, I hope you had a good Hanukkah in Seattle. <laughs> I hope you're dealing with all your drama. All right there, man. Um, you know, value your wealth in uh, value your wealth in Bitcoin, not in marriages. <laughs> Be careful. People can learn. Out. You can learn from the experienced men out there. Uh, divorce is a costly procedure that you do, you guys want to avoid. So uh, be, be careful valuing valuing your wealth in uh, in the in marriages, whether it be marriages to men or women. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, buy and hold that Bitcoin. And they cannot. The cool thing about your divorce is that they can't take your always always have that uh, Bitcoin stash. They can't take the, take away that from you, whoever you might be. Someone says Aloha Meister. Well, if you're in if you're in Hawaii, I hope everything's okay, man. Uh, these island places have been. Uh, they really have gotten uh, obsessed with their lockdowns. And uh, I enjoyed my time in Hawaii back in, what was that? Was that the beginning of 2016? That was the beginning of 2015. Um, yeah, during the Super Bowl, I was there. Uh, uh, when the, one of those Tom Brady Super Bowls or whatever. All right. That is, uh, that's it, guys. Retweet this. We will be back on Friday. Um, and, and again, Paul, thank you. Get $9.99. Is, we're only $90 away for the next from the next one Bitcoin show, whoever knows when that's going to be. I still have more things to talk about. I'd love to talk about uh, the the the, uh, the stacks or, or the metaverse. I have so many ideas. Um, and just remember, don't take it as a threat to Bitcoin. Any of that stuff. Bitcoin is the best money ever created. Um, buy and hold that Bitcoin. Um, and I, Friday, three p.m. Baltimore time. Uh, and that's 2 p.m. here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, I give so much credit to the people in this city. It is a family-friendly city. Western Kentucky University looks like a beautiful place. I've run by there a few times. It, it's actually a growing city, unlike – and so the real estate was expensive here beforehand, relatively expensive. Kentucky is a beautiful state. There's a Corvette Museum. I thought of my father. He would have loved to, to see the Corvette Museum. And um, – the thoroughbred horses on the way here. I saw a lot driving uh, on the Bluegrass Parkway. And so Bowling Green will rebuild. I am fully confident. Uh, and again, it wasn't totally destroyed. There's plenty of it that remains, but there was real destruction. It is a real disaster area out there, um, but they're working hard. They've got some real conviction. And going back, watch the video linked to below of Huntington, West Virginia. That is a place that is losing population. Um, but I was on the ground and I thought it was cool and it could be way better than Asheville, North Carolina, which everyone is, it's such a trendy, expensive place now. You, dude, you could, you could, you know, you take your one Bitcoin, get a loan from Ledin, get a house in, uh, and live in uh, West Virginia, in, uh, in Hunts, Huntsville, Hunt, hunt, excuse me, hunting tin, excuse me. 
Huntington and make it the next Asheville. Market it. Market it as a Bitcoin place. I tried to reach out to people in Huntington that they should jump on with Marshall University. They should jump on the Bitcoin bandwagon. Do it now. I mean, I've got all sorts of ideas out there. That's the, the beauty of using your brain, being in motion, having a creative mind. You all can do it. You all can do it. Just don't get stuck. Don't try to fit in. Fitting in is overrated. True. I am living the unique beast lifestyle. Anyone could do it too. And don't, don't fear the Bitcoin inquisition. People, people will say, what's, what's wrong with that? Why is he talking about metaverse? Nothing wrong with me at all, dude. Nothing wrong with me at all. Uh, I don't care. I, I'm not, I am an individual. I'm going to be interested in what I'm interested in. And I don't emotionally react thinking that everything's a threat to me or a threat to my Bitcoin beliefs. Bitcoin is not a religion. And other aspects of life can thrive in this digital golden age. This metaverse thing, there's a dark side to it indeed where, where people are going to get stuck into it. But there's unlimited potential in it also. All right. So pound that like button. See you at 3 p.m. Baltimore time on Friday. Retweet this, dudes. And I am uh, going to be out of here. Oh, OPSEC said $5. Thank you, dude. Now we're only $85 away. Can't wait to rewatch. I missed the live show. Dude, play the 2X. Everyone, play this to 2X. I'm ending the stream now. See you. Thank you, guys.